His accuser, Brittany Taylor, says the two met in college at Bible study. In the lawsuit, she says she's severely traumatized and even contemplated suicide. Brown denies the allegations. He's scheduled to attend his first practice with the Patriots today. CBS News has obtained exclusive information about the maker of OxyContin, the painkiller linked to the country's opioid epidemic. Correspondent Molda Lange from Stamford, Connecticut. A source close to the negotiations tells CBS News that Purdue will file for bankruptcy if those plaintiffs don't accept the settlement deal by today. And as of yesterday, those negotiations were still ongoing. There's been a landmark ruling overseas involving euthanasia and dementia. Live to the Foreign Desk and CBS's Vicki Barker. A Dutch court has acquitted a doctor who carried out euthanasia on a woman with advanced dementia. The patient had signed a euthanasia consent form soon after her diagnosis. But when her family held her down for the fatal injection three years ago, she reportedly struggled, suggesting she may have changed her mind. The doctor, by the way, was charged not with murder, but with failing to act with due care. S&P futures are up four. This is CBS News. Behind every moment shared with the ones you love is a plan that helped make it happen. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Welcome to this guided meditation brought to you by MassMutual. Let's begin by closing our eyes. Wait, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. Everyone else, visualize your child getting into their dream school. Imagine their screams of joy. You feel a sense of relief. <sighs> this is how it feels to have a college savings plan. Learn more or find an advisor at MassMutual.com. Securities and advisory services offered through MML Investor Services, a Mass Mutual subsidiary. Welcome back to Amazon Prime One Day Delivery Trivia. Now to the next question. Susan and Tom just ordered a party-sized bag of candy, a piñata, and a karaoke machine for their kid's 8th birthday party, all using Amazon Prime one-day delivery. Assuming there are 10 rambunctious kids at the party, what else will she need to order in one day? Adam. Um, aspirin? Correct. Introducing one-day delivery from Amazon Prime. Order from millions of items. Tranquility delivered. It'll be worth it to look up into the sky. A harvest moon will occur this Friday, which is also the 13th, making for a spooky night just ahead of the start of fall, the season of haunted hayrides and Halloween. The full moon that occurs closest to the autumnal equinox is called a harvest moon. Autumn officially begins on September 23rd. However, this year's moon is unlike most in that it will coincide with Friday the 13th. The rarity has not happened since a full moon appeared on October 13th, 2000. The next time a full moon will coincide with Friday the 13th will be August 13th. 13th, 2049. Matt Piper, CBS News. There's a new trend on campus. Grandma and Grandpa are moving in. The New York Times reports a growing number of universities and colleges are sponsoring retirement communities on their grounds to make money from spare land and to, to appeal to baby boomers' obsession with staying young forever. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. With the stock market at all-time highs, cash in your profits now and invest in an asset that can potentially pay for up to 20 or more years. 
That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-defined accredited investor, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects. Call now to learn how you can potentially achieve 20 or more years of income and deduct 100% of every dollar invested against all forms of income. Call 1-800-803-8511. Invest in your future and buy oil. Encore is drilling in an area that is potentially one of the most prolific horizontal oil plays in the entire country. Oil prices are projected to rise, so you need to own a piece of an oil field. Encore Energy is the most active oil and gas operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 1-800-803-8511. You'll be calling directly to the home office of Encore Energy. That's 1-800-803-8511. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Now that we are located in our new space in Grand Central Mall, we have received most of our fall and winter product. Here at A Work of Heart, we are just about done with all of our remodeling, but we are open for business. Come in and choose from the best selection of garden and regular flags, the best selection of framed art, and the best selection of inspirational signs in the Mid-Ohio Valley. And we have so much more. Our two laser engravers help you choose some of the most unique arts and gifts. You can add names and dates and sayings to many of the items we engrave. We also have artists that personalize many items with names and dates. Often you can take your treasure home the same day. We have a great selection of Blue Mountain and Lean and Tree greeting cards for all occasions, along with magnets, coffee mugs, and puzzles. Come see us today. That's a work of heart. Now across from American Eagle and next to Justice, Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia. Some doctors and caregivers tend to give lectures, but at Ohio Health, we believe in listening more than we talk and see ourselves as partners in your health, not prescribers. We believe your greatest source of strength is already within you. Because at Ohio Health, we believe in your power to be healthy. Discover your best health at ohiohealth.com slash we believe. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The John W. Clem Recovery House is hosting a breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. The Clem House is a recovery house that provides adult men a structured program and safe haven to assist them in their efforts to recover from drug and alcohol dependency. Doors open at 8.30 a.m. and the presentation will start at 9 a.m. at the Dairy Barn, 8000 Dairy Lane in Athens. Come support the John W. Clem Recovery House at their breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. This event is presented by Holzer, the 317 Board, Integrated Services, and Ohio Health. 
Studies show that people with good oral health are more likely to have good overall health. That's why it's so important to maintain a healthy diet, to brush your teeth at least twice a day for two minutes, to floss once a day, and remember to see your dentist regularly. Ohio Dental Association dentists are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WPTH, Southeast Ohio. In a date of reflection, as we think back about 9-11, it is September 11th, remarkable day in the history of our nation and to think that simply 19 19 individuals from the al-qaeda hijacked four different passenger jetliners sending two of the planes smashing into the new york's world trade center one into the Pentagon, and the fourth into a field in western Pennsylvania, resulting in nearly 3,000 deaths just at that. And then those who sprang into action, firefighters, emergency personnel of all nature, the subsequent um, health issues, and so on and so forth. 18th anniversary. There is a, there are services underway as we speak. We ourselves will be airing a a spectacular thing. It's 28 minutes in duration at uh, 11.06. And um, the host of it is um, Tom Brokaw, who we often associate with NBC, even though we're a CBS affiliate entitled Rising Above. It's also produced by the the, uh, Mormon Tabernacle Choir. So, what just happened 
at 846 18 years ago. An American Airlines Flight 11 struck the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Fifteen minutes later, roughly, United Airlines Flight 175 struck the South Tower. All times are Eastern. We are Eastern. At 9.37, which is about 20 minutes from now, American Airlines Flight 77 struck the Pentagon. And then in about 49 minutes from now, um, the South Tower fell. At 10.03, United Airlines Flight 93 crashed near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And at 10.28, the observance of the, the, the fall of the North Tower. Quite a remarkable day in our history. As I said, 18 years ago, 2,983 men, women, and children were killed in those attacks. There are ceremonies taking place at New York City, the Pentagon, and in Pennsylvania. Not to mention many other sites as well. The president, keenly involved in the uh, observation, the memorial services this morning, Mike Pence, the vice president, will be in the Pennsylvania site. We here, as I said, at 11.06, will have a half-hour feature that is very moving. I heard it. Um, we were getting it prepared. And it's beautiful. And it fits also our morning programming. Um, I believe this is not the first time that this particular, I, I think this show entitled Rising Above was done some a few years back. But they make it available to certain stations on a regular basis annually. And I think we've aired this once before, but I, I hope we get back on track and do it annually on this date. <clears throat> well, I'm sure uh, this topic will uh, come
come up more during our show today, the party line on the air. Um, if I had mentioned earlier this week that, um, or even late last week, that the president of Ohio University would be present this morning, I was in error. Uh, we did have it scheduled, but um, somehow or other it overlooked our we didn't realize, and nor did his office that was scheduling him, that um, it would fall on this particular date. And there, this date, there are memorials taking place lots of places. He must be at some, and and we would want to uh, keep the air uh, open for this purpose, too. So he will be rescheduled. And um, I also, um, well, he will be rescheduled. Now, tomorrow we have, um, tomorrow we have um, uh, Gene Demonsky from Athens County Job and Family Services coming in. And that's something we did not have uh, to announce until just, well, actually yesterday, but I forgot to mention it. Here on our campus, there will be a interfaith peace walk, the ninth year for doing this. Um, it is, of course, calling attention to what happened 18 years ago. The walk began at about 7, I'm sorry, the walk begins at 7 p.m., This evening, in front of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd that's located on University Terrace. It will then proceed through the College Green up Court Street and take a right at State Street to pause for a reading at the Hillow House. The walk will then continue down Mill Street to Stewart Street and then down Stewart to end with a candlelight vigil and a song at the Islamic Center in Athens. Many people involved in this, of course, President Nellis, Evan Young, Reverend um, and Executive Director of the uh, United Campus Ministry, will also speak. Performing will be the Athens Justice Choir. I think Deborah Sprangler heads that up. <clears throat> so once again, 7 o'clock tonight, uh, beginning at the Episcopal Church there on Terrace, University Terrace, and proceeding through town. Well, let's, uh, let's move on a bit. As I said, today, September 11th, the 254th day of this year, there are now exactly 111 days remaining. 
certainly the highlight would be what we've been talking about. But there have been other things of note over history. For example, on this date in 1789, Alexander Hamilton was appointed the U.S., I'm sorry, the first U.S. Secretary of the Treasury. In 1814, an American fleet scored a decisive victory over the British in the Battle of Lake Champlain, that during the War of 1812. In 1936, Boulder Dam, now known as Hoover Dam, began operation as President Franklin D. Roosevelt pressed a key in Washington to signal the startup of the dam's first hydroelectric generator. Nineteen forty one groundbreaking took place for the Pentagon. That's right. Nineteen forty one. Other things perhaps less important than what we've been talking about, but nevertheless notable points of the calendar on this date in nineteen sixty seven. The Carol Burnett Show premiered on CBS, the comedy variety program. It was popular in my parents' household, which meant I got to see it too. Same as ours. 1970. Let me turn on your mic there, Scott. Good, oh, mor- good morning. There we go. Good morning. I'm sorry yeah, we, I forgot. We watched a lot of Carol Burnett too. Right. And um, still get a kick out of the infomercials. That they show that you can order all those DVDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going on in 1970, the Ford Motor Company introduced the Pinto. Remember that one? It was a compact that would become caught up in controversy over the safety of its gas tank. It was dis- discontinued 10 years later, 11 years later, I guess. On any given date, there are so many notable things that have happened, and we just mentioned a few. Our thought for the day, this comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who, of course, was an American poet and essayist. His years of life, 1803 to 1882. Let's see what they selected. A hero is no braver than an ordinary man, but he is braver five minutes longer. I think I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yep. In that, in some particular instance, he went beyond the norm to try to do something good. Birthdays, actor uh, Earl Holloman is 91. Comedian Tom Dreesen, 80. Brian De Palma, the movie director, 79. Lola Falana, 
77. She was good in a number of things. Singer, actress, dancer. Anyway, let's see. Um, bu- 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 Leo Kaki, the guitarist and singer, 74. Actor Philip Alford, 71. Actress Amy Madigan, 69. Sports reporter Leslie Visser, 66. Would you pull up a picture? I do not remember her. Okay. Yeah, she did a lot of uh, CBS sports commentary. Yeah, we, we, you know, we have uh, three former WATH staffers, females, who are on the sidelines these days um, for the various networks. We're proud of their their uh, success, right? Yeah, and uh, one of uh, a former student athlete when I worked in the athletics department, has really made a name for herself and a career, Allie LaForce. Well, Allie was here. And, yeah, she was here, and uh, she played basketball for the Lady Bobcats. Oh, I did not realize she herself was an athlete. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, we used to chat. She keeps in touch with me. Yeah, we used to chat frequently there in the hallways. Uh, She would get a little discouraged at times about lack of playing time and Mm. Uh, you know, I just basically was encouraging stuff, her, yeah. yeah, to keep keep her head up, and you know, some sometime you may get a break when it's least expected. And uh, well, you she's know. with CBS too, right? Yeah, yes. And uh, she's actually done some uh, shows, I think a talk show on Fox Sports Network too, Fox okay. Sports. But um, she would focus on the basketball playing. And I said, wait a minute, Allie, aren't you in broadcast journalism? Yes. Okay, if if something happens, you don't make it here, you know you're you're going to do well in your career. Mm-hmm. And uh, indeed, did, she has. yeah didn't mean to prop, be a prophet or anything like that, but I but said, she um, you, you can go places. She was also the voice of the uh, Copperheads. Yes, yes, just um, just a great young lady. Yeah, did uh, color commentary. Yeah, two seasons. I sort of lost my place here. Let's see where I'm, where I left off. Maybe it doesn't matter. Oh, here's oh Harry Connick Jr. is 52. Let me just finish this okay. up. All right. And then we'll come back. And I just want to see a picture of that one person. Not that it helps anybody out in our audience. <laughs> since we're an audio source. <laughs> yes. Actually, youngest person listed today, and I don't know if I'll do justice to the name. It's an actress, Mackenzie Aladjam, is 18. Okay, quick flash of the picture. I remember her. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Those gals are attractive, aren't they? Yes. She was also on the uh, NFL Today show. Pre-game show for NFL games. Okay, another thing here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Today is National Patriot Day. National Day of Service and Remembrance. 
National Make Your Bed Day, and National Hot Cross Bun Day. Just in case you wanted to know. There have been other historical things here. Um, in 1297, at the Battle of Stirling Bridge, Scottish rebel William Wallace defeats the English. Um, 1609, expulsion order announced against uh, Moriscos of Valencia, beginning the expulsion of all Spain's Moriscos. Sixteen ninety seven, the Battle of Zenta forces of Prince Eugene of Sauvoyer defeat the Turks, ending Ottoman control of large parts of Central Europe. Well, we could just keep on going on any given date, as you well know. Important things have happened. Other famous birthdays here that uh, didn't show up so much in the showbiz side. Bashar Assad, Al-Assad, right? His 53rd birthday today. Ferdinand Marcos, were he alive, today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1917. He died in 1989. D.H. Lawrence, today a birthday for him, were he alive again, 1885, died in 1930. Tom Landry, born on this date in 1924, died in 2000. Nikita Khrushchev died on this date in 1971. Oddly, um, I have a lot of remembrances of him. Never was in the same room with him. Did deal with some of his uh, prominent helpers, I guess I'll put it that way. But never forgot, though, that that incident where he threw his shoes, right? Yeah, he banged his shoe on the podium. And threw them, I think. Nikita Khrushchev lived from 1894 to 1971, died on this date in 1971. All right. I have some other things to share. They're kind of a bit all over the place. Um, The United States Department of Agriculture has a... has every year set aside a certain number of monies to serve as disaster funds, right? Yes. Our Ohio farmers 
it has been determined, are eligible. Uh, for disaster funds based upon this summer's weather and the many rains we had early in the season. Ohio farmers can start applying today. Not yesterday, today. It says, let's see here, I'm trying to, this is a lengthy report, but it says, um, this was announced just yesterday, by the way. U.S. Department of Agriculture has made disaster relief funds available for Ohio farmers hit by natural disasters in 2018 and 2019. Brown and others urged the USDA to make these funds available in July after visiting a farm in Oak Harbor to to hear from farmers, northwest Ohio farmers, as they struggle with record rainfall and flooding that led to delays in planting or decisions not to plant at all. These funds from the Wildlife and Hurricane Indemnity Program are available through the disaster spending bill that was signed into law in this past June. According to the Ohio Farm Bureau, due to excessive rainfall flooding in oversaturated fields, this has been the worst planting season since it started tracking planting progress That all started in the late 1970s. Ohio farmers who are interested in in applying for the funds can do so starting today. The website to do so is www.farmers.gov slash recover slash whip hyphen plus. But I think any of you that Google this concept, uh, that, that link will pop up. One more statement here. It says, Historic rains across Ohio this spring resulted in a record number of unplanted acres late planning, and significant uncertainty for farmers across large parts of the state. Our Senator Sherrod Brown is encouraging eligible Ohio farmers to apply for these disaster funds so they can get the relief they need. So that's one item. Okay, this next one I want to bring up has worried me for a while. And I think it's worried other parties too. So we have this 
fellow Jeffrey Epstein, right? <clears throat> yes. Who has been accused of countless acts of sexual impropriety. Misconduct. All that stuff yep. has was placed into jail pending the legal process. Now, this guy's worth, shall we say, billions? Well, a bunch. Yeah. Take your pick on that letter. M or B, millions yeah. or billions. Um... And while in jail, managed to attempt a suicide and later successfully take his own life. Now, this guy was pretty smart in a business sense. He was pretty dumb with his personal life. I'm just saying that. But he he had a lot of talent in terms of business operations. So he had as friends a number of important influential people. There is one man in Columbus who we hold on high. We think a great deal of him, Les Wexner. I knew Lex. I remember the beginnings of his company. He and his father owned a department store on North High Street, kind of in the Clintonville area. It was a single location department store. It was okay. It was successful, but on a small scale, right? Yes. This was a family business. Les had this idea. He said, what if we were to target our customers? And instead of going after all ages, all genders, all sizes, all whatever, what if we just initially tried to focus on young professional women. And his father said, I I can't see that that will be successful, but if you want to try it, I'll release you from your obligations here. I'll support it to a degree. And you're welcome to try it. That was called the Limited. 
it blossomed, became, shall we say, nationwide. Other similar things, such as um, the soap thing. Um, Oh, uh, Bath and Beauty? Yes. And then the lingerie. Victoria's Secret. Okay. Yep. Um, Were later on uh, brought about, each having their own record of success. Les Wexner took little new Albany, Ohio, a crossroads when I was growing up, and it is um, a hot place to live now. His own home there. His headquarters not too far from there. Um, But his headquarters for... um, Limited brands, L brands, uh, in several locations in central Ohio. Well, he had a business relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. So, you know, now that we know about that guy, even though he's gone, you know, it is tarnished or at least raised some eyebrows uh, concerning Wes Wexner himself. So there was a uh, recent investors meeting and Les spoke about the topic. This was... Um, I think last Tuesday morning, so nearly a week ago, a week ago, and everybody was kind of worried about what might be said. And uh, I think that Les Wexner handled it very well. Let me pull out a couple of points here. The L Brand CEO kicked off the company's Investor Day last Tuesday morning with opening remarks that immediately addressed his ties to convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein, ties that have put him in national headlines over the past few months. This is a quote. It did happen a long time ago, and the distraction of that happened a long time ago. Everyone has to feel enormous regret for the advantage that was taken of so many young women. That was inexplicable, abhorrent behavior, and clearly something we would all condemn. Wexner said he met Epstein in the mid-1980s through friends who vouched for him as a financial professional. Although the two were closely tied in the years that followed, Wexner has maintained that the relationship ended more than a decade ago. The powerful Columbus businessman, we're talking about Mr. Wexner, 
has also since revealed that Epstein stole large sums of money from him, money that was later repaid via charitable donations to a fund started by Wexner's wife. So if you want to go on and read more on this story, um, I regularly get stories from a thing called Columbus Business First. And you can read more detail there. But um, I believe that Les Wexner will not be harmed because of his association some years ago with... um, that Jeffrey Epstein. You know, it is, um, fall is quickly approaching. When does it officially become fall, or has it? No, not yet. September 23rd. Okay. So uh, not too far away. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, a concept that often goes with the fall, and they call it Oktoberfest, right? Yes. Celebrations here and about the country. And I have a more detailed report, but I just brought in a sample report, or the, the, the not a sample, um, just a one-pager. And this is, uh, again, from this this service I like called Wallet Hub. And it's 2019's best places for Oktoberfest celebrations. Okay, so the top 20 cities in which to enjoy Oktoberfest. Um, I'll put you under the gun again. What do you think is number one? Top city? For Oktoberfest celebrations. Uh, I'm, I have no idea. I'm going to say Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati came in fifth. Okay. Hmm. And I'll, since we're going that direction, Columbus came in 13th. How about, uh, I'm trying to think where they... Uh, I'll help you now. Okay. You did good. New York City is number one. Oh, okay. Denver is number two. Portland, Oregon, three. Philadelphia, four. And then coming in fifth, as we already mentioned, Cincinnati. Sixth is Las Vegas. I, I added a T to that. Las Vegas. Number seven, Seattle. Eight, Chicago. Nine, Milwaukee. Ten, Orlando. Eleven, Miami. We'll keep going. Twelve, San Francisco. Thirteen, Columbus. Fourteen, San Diego. Fifteen, Pittsburgh. Sixteen, Washington, D.C. Seventeen, St. Louis. 18, Scottsdale, Arizona, of course. 
19 Indianapolis and coming in 20th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, How about some fun facts? Let's say you wanted to go to Munich, Germany. To take in a real Oktoberfest, right? Okay. Uh, Yeah. German, Bavarian, Oktoberfest. The estimated cost to do so, 5,000. How many gallons of beer do you believe are consumed during Oktoberfest? Worldwide or there in Germany? No, I think this is meant to be either the U.S. or worldwide. I don't know. They should have been more specific. Yeah. In any case, it's just shy of two million gallons. I was going to guess at least a couple million. Number of whole roast chickens eaten during Oktoberfest, 510,000. 60,000 sausages and 59,000 pork knuckles. Now, I don't think I've ever tried a pork knuckle, and I've tried some interesting things. But I recently did see them in a store. I may have to do that this Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's just that uh, I think they are used a lot for flavoring, like uh, soup bones, things like that. But, they, you know, they, they have a decent flavor, I think. Well, I, I need to find out. I will have a brought. How about the October's annual... I'm sorry, Oktoberfest's annual economic impact in Munich alone. People going to Munich to enjoy Oktoberfest. The impact is $1.43 billion. What's the median annual income for a German-American household? $70,120. But if you look at all American households, it's $60,336. So German-American households typically earn about $10,000 more per household. Just, Just a little bit of trivia or... Unusual facts, I guess. There's a commercial on TV. I think it's in behalf of an insurance company. And it's talking about the woman's she shed. Oh, yeah. And that it is caught on fire. Uh, it's kind of amusing because clearly the husband is somewhat pleased that it has happened. But she has talked to her insurance agent. It is burning. It was struck by lightning, I guess. And um, 
she's kind of excited because she'll get a sexier new she shed. And the husband's, well, it's it's meant to be uh, humorous, right? Yeah. So I, I came across this this morning. Um, in industry news, it says that the Zen dens are going to be the next thing. Zen, Z-E-N, dens are going to eventually become the new she sheds. But these are do-it-yourself backyard guest houses. Uh, some are featuring all black kitchens. That's odd. Um, they can also include backyard pools that rival, obviously on a smaller basis, water parks. Well, whatever they may be, you can bet the health and wellness will be at the very forefront of the motive behind these popular designs. Zen sheds. So, uh, I guess that's in our future now. We've had a, um, our national security advisor. Is it John Bolton? Yes, it is. Okay. I knew Bolton was correct. I just couldn't remember specifically his first name. Yeah. That's it. So, President Trump's been in office nearly two years. Right? Or is it more than that? Well, he was uh, officially sworn in in January. Of? 17. Okay, so So then he's been in more than two years. Yeah, a little over two. Um, He's gone through four national security advisors in that period of time. Now, I will say Bolton impressed me as bit as being a bit hawkish. Um, but he appeared that way before he was selected. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he hasn't changed. But this is a pretty important spot, folks. Position. And the fact that we've had four different people serve in that in, we'll say, the last two and a half years. Um, well, that's concerning to me. I'll just leave it at that. What else is going on? We have... Um, See, there's a an election going on down in North Carolina, a special election. Yep. Already happened. And um, the conservative Republican, Dan Bishop, uh, has captured an open house seat. It was a narrow victory, but nevertheless, uh, it was being watched closely because 
being a conservative, being a Republican, you know, how badly have Republicans been um, positioned because of all the White House stuff, right? So, um, but nevertheless, he, he survived and got it. We have about three minutes remaining. Once again, let me repeat that we have a basically a 20, well, a, no, a 30 minute, a half hour uh, music and talk tribute called Rising Above. It was produced a couple years ago. It, it features the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. And Tom Brokaw from NBC. It's very well done. And that will be airing immediately following the CBS News at 11.06. Uninterrupted. And I, I encourage you to take it in. Otherwise, uh, I think I've hit most of the highlights today. I did want to talk about, um, I had in mind talking a little bit about artificial intelligence. But we'll hold this off for another time. Um, This vaping thing, what a concern there. Um, I certainly enjoy a cigar once in a while. Years ago, I was a cigarette smoker, but not for any length of time. And anyway, um, but this vaping—you know what? What is in it? Initially, it was supposed to be safer. Now it looks like it's more dangerous mm-hmm. because of you know the lack of having federal oversight over that material that is vaping into your lungs. Yep. The oils that are heated up when it's smoked, then yeah. it goes into the lungs. Once it cools down, the oil sticks. Okay. That's the basics of why people are getting sick. It's amazing to me how much more smoke, it's vapor, but how much more smoke you can see of someone um, that is just exhaled mm-hmm. from a vape device. Yes. Well, anyway. We are out of time, folks. Um, Weather-wise, it's going to be hot and beautiful. There's only a 20% chance of some precipitation, and I I think it's rather highly unlikely we'll see it. Uh, So have a wonderful day. This is CBS News on the Hour. And stay tuned. Real reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. September 11th, 2019, 18 years to the day, terrorists commandeered four planes. We begin our team coverage with CBS's Mara Rubin in Manhattan. Salvatore B. Calabro. Joseph M. Calandrillo. They're honoring the victims, reading their names, and remembering. He died as a firefighter helping people escape the South Tower. That's just who he was. 
pausing with moments of silence to mark when the planes hit the World Trade Center, when the towers fell, and the other two sites were attacked that day. I'm Cammie McCormick, live at the Pentagon, where the reading of the victims' names started off this solemn ceremony. 184 people died here when the American Airlines flight slammed into this building. The president and first lady arrived here as those names were being read and laid a wreath. A moment of silence was observed after the national anthem, and the president is speaking now. Today, our nation honors and mourns the nearly 3,000 lives that were stolen from us on September 11th. 2001. On these grounds, 184 people were murdered. Later today, former President George W. Bush will lay a wreath here at the Pentagon Memorial. Deborah? In Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Vice President Pence is attending a memorial near the field where a fourth plane went down after passengers wrestled control from the hijackers. Six deaths have now been linked to vaping, the latest one in Kansas. The CDC is looking into more than 450 cases of lung injuries related to e-cigarettes. CBS News' Dr. John LaPook says pinning down the medical specifics is difficult. Unlike an E. coli or salmonella outbreak, they're not quite sure what they're looking for. When you think about it, these devices are like miniature chemistry sets. You have all this, this liquid, you're heating it up, you have all these chemicals that are created. What do you look like? What's the culprit? Popular trucks and SUVs are being recalled. Here's WWJ's Jeff Gilbert. The problem is with a pump and the power assist brakes. It can put out less power than expected, increasing stopping distance in a crash. This involves a lot of big-name trucks from the 14 through 18 model years, including Silverados, Sierras, Escalades, Yukons, Tahos, and Suburbans. Lawyer for star wide receiver Antonio Brown is denying claims of rape against his client and says his accuser, his former personal trainer, is out for money. Brown was signed by New England this week. He's scheduled to attend his first practice today. The Dow's up nine. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. This do-it-right savings tip is brought to you by The Home Depot. With fall right around the corner, The Home Depot has all the supplies you need for your lawn or gardening projects. No matter where you live, change your grass for the better and for the winter with a wide selection of fall lawn care products from top brands like Scott's. You'll also find plenty of DIY project ideas that make for fun outdoor activities. Visit homedepot.com slash outdoors for details. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. You may not notice it's a protein bar. Dark chocolate and crunchy peanuts will do that. Plus, they'll get your family moving again. Nature Valley Peanut Butter Dark Chocolate Protein Bars. With Glassdoor, finding the best new hire is as easy as... Just like that, your job's posted to over 67 million job seekers. And Glassdoor hires are 30% more likely to stay with your company longer. Start your free trial today at glassdoor.com slash hire. Mixed response to the government's announcement it'll move away from testing potentially dangerous chemicals on animals. Animal rights groups are praising the decision to phase out some animal tests by 2025 and all animal testing by 2035. But groups like the Natural Resources Defense Council worry that EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler, a former coal industry lobbyist, is using this as an excuse to roll back yet more environmental protections enacted by past administrations. The chemical industry has joined 
joined animal rights groups in welcoming the new policy. Vicki Barker, CBS News. A woman from Sacramento, California, is semi-comatose after doctors blaming it on tainted Pond's anti-wrinkle skin cream that was imported from Mexico. They say they found high levels of mercury in the woman's body after she experienced numbness in her hands and face, trouble walking, and slurred speech. They believe the chemical was added by a third party, not by the manufacturer. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Did you know that the IRS is getting more aggressive these days? They're using private agencies to track you down and even started taking away passports. Don't wait. If you owe more than $10,000, take advantage of the Fresh Start Initiative, a program in place that can help you now. You can save thousands and possibly have your taxes forgiven. Join the thousands of taxpayers who made the call to get protection from IRS collections. Call the experts at Oxford Tax Partners now about the Fresh Start program. If you qualify, it'll stop the IRS collection agencies from coming after you. Let the IRS negotiation experts at Oxford Tax Partners get you protected once and for all. Call the hotline now at 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. There's help for those of you who owe $10,000 or more, but it's important that you take action before these programs change. Call the tax experts at Oxford Tax Partners for a free consultation now at 800-575-1919. 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. Good morning, everybody, and welcome once again to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth. Ruth is out of the office today, on the road doing something productive, I'm sure. (laughs) So I've got two guests, actually, sort of like two guests. One's kind of not so much a guest, and that's Carrie Boyle. Carrie's been on the show with us many, many times. She's the Creating Healthy Communities Coordinator at the Athens City County Health Department. Um, So welcome, Carrie. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, and then we also have Crystal Jones here today, and Crystal is not brand new to the show. She's been on here before. She's the Director of Nursing at the Athens City County Health Department, so welcome, Crystal. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, you're very welcome. We're glad you're both here. You know, we um, normally, Ruth and I would probably spend this particular Wednesday talking about one of Athens County's favorite fruits, the pawpaw, because we've got the pawpaw festival coming up this weekend. Um, However, since Ruth couldn't be here... And since we have some headlines making the news this past week or so, we thought that it would be a good idea to actually talk about the vaping. You may have uh, heard this on the radio, read it in the newspaper, but it is really um, making some headlines and not for good stuff. You know, there are many, many reports of illnesses and, and in some very tragic cases, some deaths that are being linked to vaping. So anyway, Crystal, as the director of nursing, and Carrie, as our Creating Healthy Communities Coordinator, are here to help sort of bring us up to uh, a knowledge base about the vaping, what it is, but then also what some of these most recent health concerns are that are being brought to our attention. Even this morning on the news, we had the director of the Ohio Department of Health making a report. So anyway, can we just start off by talking about vaping? It's, you know, for me, um, it seems like it's a new thing because it just came out of nowhere like a few years ago. But honestly, I understand that it's really not a new thing, that it's been around for a long, long time. So maybe we could start with a little introduction about what is vaping and who is doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I would say it really started around 2009. Some people might correct me with that, especially um, it's happened sooner in other countries and then kind of migrated its um, way to the United States. But it really started in 2009 as e-cigarettes being created supposedly as a device to help people to quit smoking. I guess that was the original intention or so they claim. And I know we have a lot of words of vaping, juuling, e-cigarettes, what does that mean? So specifically with vaping, that's the practice of inhaling and exhaling that vapor product created by that device. Um, I have learned though with these devices, they're all called e-cigarettes. There could be brand names, but when we want to talk about a good way to identify them and put that verbiage into policy, we're usually going to say e-cigarette because that then covers all the devices that exist out there. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Carrie, because I think a lot of us see them as very separate types of of use or devices, or I'm not going to call it smoking because maybe it's not smoking, but um, we we heard about e-cigarettes maybe one of the first things in the market, and it became an issue when people were flying in airplanes and whether or not they could use an e-cigarette because they didn't produce the smoke, quote unquote. And then vaping seems like a completely different thing and something that maybe our youth were more... um, able to do is maybe it's more accessible. So thank you for clarifying that, that, and generally speaking, what I hear you saying is that we're going to call them e-cigarettes. Yes, that's correct. Um, Because we're finding very quickly, all these devices are coming to the surface. Um, And that's kind of concerning because they're hard to identify. Um, They get confused for other items all the time, like a pack of gum or a type of Um, USB, flash drive, whatever you want to call it. Um, We're also seeing things where they're being inserted into other items like a sweatshirt, for example. You know, the strings that are on your sweatshirt hood, that has been created into a way to smoke it. So, or to use the vaping device. See, there I go back and forth with that word of what do we call this? Um, And I actually, I wish you all could see it. I have quite a photo here that um, is really helpful, I think, for parents and maybe teachers. Um, It's looking at a backpack and it has all these things and you're like, oh yeah, that's um, whiteout or a USB drive or a pen or a highlighter, a pack of gums, and there are vaping devices hidden in there. So they could be anything and everything and um, they all kind of do the same thing. It's just the different companies that are marketing those different um, devices with, I think, the most popular right now is the jewel and what we're really hearing and seeing, and that's the one that looks like a little USB drive. Yeah, can you remind me again, we've got vaping, e-cigarettes. What was the third one that you said that's, did you have a third one when you were first describing it? Um, I think it really started as that e-cigarette, okay. um, but nope, I think you would just call it, oh, jeweling. That was it, okay. yes. Jeweling, mm-hmm. and jeweling is one of those terms, if you're listening to us this morning, that actually is the jewels are as a brand name, but you know how we we use tissues to blow our nose and we call them all Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jewels are really a brand name, but it's often called jewel. You know, got to get my jewel, or she's going to go jewel, mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yep. Lots of different names for it, and even um, when it comes down to the device, there could be pods that you put into it. That's the actual um, attachment you would add on that has the substance. And then there's juice that you could refill it with. There's all these things I had no idea existed. Right, right. And I think when those devices came out, and you guys, again, you know, help me fill in the blanks here. We think of when when the term e-cigarettes came out, 
I mean, a lot of us, because it had that word cigarette attached to it, still were a little skeptical about the health issues or implications that could come along with that. I think when the vaping came or the jeweling came, we didn't necessarily have that same aha moment. And in fact, those devices were seen as kind of like just cool, you know, not necessarily harmful. I think I think I read somewhere, this isn't that long ago, maybe it was 2016, just a few years ago, that those devices were actually included in the goodie bags for the red carpet like Academy wow. Awards. They were giving them away. Yeah, we I have know. no clue. <laughs> yeah, no, we have no clue, yeah. exactly. But, you know, because it was seen as cool and exactly. obviously very Hollywood, you know, not something, it wasn't an e, quote-unquote e-cigarette. It's funny you say that because um, now this becoming a more prominent thing, actually an epidemic, um, I've been doing a lot more training and trying to figure this out and wondering why. Because um, I feel like we did pretty good um, with cigarettes. You know, we've had dare groups, stand groups, etc. And I'm pretty sure and confident to say most youth and people would say, no, I know cigarettes are bad. And I recently went to a training um, that was actually led by youth. It was really cool in Columbus. And they were doing some interviews and playing some videos, and they called cigarettes dirty cancer sticks for old people. That's just how it is. It's gross. It smells. It's an older generation thing. Um, and they know it links it to cancer, and they don't view that with vaping. It's hip. It's cool. It's very sleek. You can hide it. We have um, many stories of students and youth doing it in class without the teacher knowing. Um, some are smokeless, and they have all these flavors. Like, you should see 3,000-plus flavors, um, I think, directly marketed to youth of, like, sour gummy bears and um, that replicate certain candies and cookies they like. Um, so to them, it's fun. It's something to do. And it tastes good, I think, with those flavors. Um, and they're just missing that correlation, I think, with it being very similar to cigarettes. Right, right. So I guess a question could come up, you know, e-cigarettes, or that stands for electronic cigarettes, the e-cigarettes, we, it has that word in it, so it doesn't get the health halo that these other devices do. So what's the problem with these devices if they're not really an e-cigarette? I mean, what do they have in them? The juice you're talking about or the gummy bears? I mean, gummy bears doesn't sound like a health food, but it doesn't sound like something we should have alarming epidemic health issues about either. So what is in this, these devices that are causing health problems. Yeah, so that's um, that's what's the interesting thing. So we knew um, there are is nicotine in there, and we know that there are issues with that, especially with young developing brains. And I think the the confusing and questionable part is that juice. What's really in there? Um, what do you know is in there? Um, you don't really. So I know people are mixing things like medical marijuana and other drug substances and so you don't necessarily know what you're getting but I think the current issue and I know Crystal can talk more about this is the other chemicals that we're unsure about that are in there that I think are really maybe the cause behind some of these health issues that we're seeing come up in the news recently. So as Carrie was saying, um, with the e-cigarettes, um, nicotine is in there, which we already know that is not a, a product that we want to be introducing to our youth. We know that um, it does not have positive effects on developing brains and just in health uh, in general. Um, but they're also finding these have ultrafine particles 
that um, can get inhaled deep into the lungs. There's different flavorings. Um, one is a chemical that has already been known to be linked to serious lung disease. Um, there's cancer-causing chemicals that have been found in some of these, as well as um, they're finding heavy metals such as nickel, tin, and lead. So when you think about that, just like, would you want to suck something like that into your lung? Um, workers, there are protections in workplaces to protect um, workers' lungs. And here we have, a, you know, are selling something on the that market inhale. that you <laughs> inhale. It just, you know, so when you think of it in that way, is that, why would we think that is safe? Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing to think about it, too, is by inhaling something, that's one way in. It's not like ingesting where there's a way out. Inhaling, there's one way in. And then there's no way out, really. It stays there. Uh-huh. You know, I think as a health educator, um, for a long time we talked about cigarettes and the fact that nicotine was the component in cigarettes that was the addictive part to them. But that, unfortunately, they came along with, like, gajillions of other carcinogens or things that cause cancer. So a lot of people, I believe, are very sincere especially those older people, when they want to stop smoking, that they would choose vaping as sort of like a step down. And I know, like you said in the, in early in the show, that that's kind of how they were being marketed, the e-cigarettes. But what we know about those e-cigarettes, too, is that the amount of nicotine that is in them, which is what allows people to use it as a step down, they think they're not getting the carcinogens, they're just getting the nicotine that initially... But there is really, I understand, a quite bit larger amount in the e-cigarettes compared to a normal cigarette. So by using those devices as frequently as you do a cigarette, you are actually taking in Mm -hmm. a lot more Mm -hmm. nicotine, which we never said that was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And especially with those jewel devices. So it's a little tiny pod that gets attached. And in that pod is more nicotine than a pack of cigarettes they found out. And they're discovering that youth are going through multiple pods a day, refilling them. So it's really hard to tell how much nicotine they're using. And you think, too, all the policies and laws we've put in place um, that kind of dictate where you can smoke, that doesn't really exist for vaping for the most part because that language hasn't been updated. So you really are able to vape at any time. So you are increasing um, that nicotine intake um, to a level that you probably can't even really figure out. And I was on a webinar, and this fact that they said just hit me so hard when discussing how these devices are supposed to help those quit um, the cigarettes. And they said for every one adult who switches to e-cigarettes to quit, you know, the typical traditional cigarette, 80 kids start. Is that worth it? I'm not sure it is. It's not. And that's one of the things that's really concerning when we look at um, part of the what's hitting the headlines with uh, severe pulmonary disease that has been associated with vaping, use of e-cigarettes. When we look at what's just happening in Ohio is we have had um, 10 cases that have been confirmed with ongoing investigations for additional cases, and the age range that we're looking at right now are 16 to 26-year-olds. So, Um, parents really need to be paying close attention to what their children are doing because they could hide this easily. You don't have the smell of cigarettes on you. Um, They could be doing this with a device that doesn't look like a marker. Um, So this is really concerning. Um, Nationally, they're looking at 450 cases um, with uh, now six deaths. So this... um, 
is kind of emerging. So we're anticipating we're going to find more cases as physicians, scientists, when we really start looking at this closer and it's getting the word out there. Um, some of what they're finding is, you know, these young ch- Young adults are being in the hospitalized, putting on ventilators and damaging their lungs at that young of age and and setting them up for um, even severe lung disease um, later in life. Yeah. You know, I was talking to an individual um, earlier today about this sort of crisis that we're feeling is coming on with vaping and the illnesses and death. And um, the person casually said, this is a person who does care about their health, but they casually said, you know, I wonder if this is not being blown out of proportion or getting a really bad rap, because I thought that the idea was this was going to be a step down for smokers. And so I realized that, but I also realized, too, if you are trying to find out more information about vaping, if you're looking for it on the Internet, for example, and you Google it, there is tons of information there. Be careful because a lot of it is really right now put out there by the companies who are selling those products. And, yeah, they kind of are experts on it. I mean, it's like a 101 out there. They can tell you how to do it, where to get it, you know, the pros and cons. But there's a lot of pros, and it definitely is being marketed behind that campaign to help you quit smoking. And I think that's really scary, too, because um, it is coming from those companies, and it's it's false advertising. And um, it is alarming, I think, too. You know, a lot of individuals who have smoked said, Ah, it'll catch up with me when I'm older. It's my future me's problem. And I think with what's coming out in the news and these individuals being hospitalized, um, we're seeing, no, this is happening now. This is a current thing that will um, start to affect your health almost immediately um, compared to cigarettes where it kind of, I think, catches up a little bit um, later in life. So now with them, you know, very strategically marketing to youth, they are addicting the next generation. I mean, we have a generation of youth who were not smoking. Um, we have data that shows youth tobacco has increased for the first time in 17 years. We are unraveling really good work that was done. Um, and with that, we have um, surveys that go out to youth in schools. And since 2014, we're seeing 50% increase in youth who have used e-cigarettes in the last 30 days. So that's one in five. I mean, think about the size of our schools. That shows that it's an issue there, um, and it's scary for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. It's it's very scary. Last year, it's reported that we saw forty eight percent increase in vaping among middle schoolers. Mm. That's middle school, um, and with high school, there was a seventy eight percent increase among high schoolers. So, our youth are really mm-hmm. um, being marketed to, and we really need to get the information out there to parents, um, teachers. Um, State and locally is really looking at that and and pushing out information to really try to stop this, you know, this trend, you know, protect these young lives and lungs. Right, right. You know, if you're listening to us and you have a question or comment about this topic of vaping, you're welcome to give us a call. The phone lines are open, 740-592-6646. I have a question. So... Are the e-cigarettes, you know, as a whole, in the same category as regular tobacco, um, cigarettes or smokeless tobacco, when it comes to advertising? You know, right now, I mean, their their tobacco industry certainly can do some advertising, but a lot of us lay people think that they're not allowed to advertise because, you know, it's no longer on major television networks, um, 
that sort of thing. Do you know, do those, um, the vaping products or the e-cigarettes, can they be advertised? Yeah, they can. So I forget the year and the name of the act from that tobacco settlement that really kind of put the hammer down on, you know, they can't market um, in certain advertising and TV commercials, movies, etc. Um, and in that training I recently went to with youth, we went through these ads that were for vaping. And it was really an interesting conversation to talk with this the youth because they were pinpointing um, some things in these ads that we may not have picked up on. Like, for example, um, a young woman vaping, to me, she looked like a model. Well, actually, I guess she looks um, just like a famous singer currently right now. The hairstyle, the clothing, that's kind of like a ploy to market to youth. Um, and it even comes down to the flavors, the height of the ads in stores, places where it's put closer to candy, etc. Um, so they are definitely doing it, and they are very slick about how they're doing it. Um, and they've even quoted, um, like from Philip Morris, one of a major tobacco company, saying, um, today's teenager is tomorrow's potential regular customer. Hmm. I don't like the sounds of that. I do not like the sounds of that at all. So... With the vaping that's going on, and Crystal, you're talking about like the serious lung disease. Um, that seems very, I mean, it seems very serious, but it also seems I'm thinking, so if somebody is vaping and they begin to have symptoms, I wonder, do they just feel like they have a flu or upper respiratory infection, or does it become much more serious more quickly, or do we know yet? So from what... Um, we have found out so far it can start out as like just feeling a little under the weather with fever, maybe loss of appetite, kind of a coming on like a cold. You might have some people have abdominal pain and diarrhea. Um, and the ones that are ending up hospitalized, they are progressing and getting very serious to where they're having difficulty breathing, um, coughing, and to the point... Um, I mean, their breathing is so impacted that they are being put on ventilators. They are having breathing support. So that is yeah. how it is evolving. And um, I guess if you think about um, putting some of these chemicals in, you know, in into the lungs and what our lungs do, this is what's happening is what they're finding is it's getting into the small alveoli, which are the small sacs in our lungs that are very important because that's where oxygen and carbon dioxide are exchanged. And so... Those are being filled with the different, like the chemicals, or they're, they're still, that's some things that they're still trying to figure out all the details on, but that's what they're seeing on x-rays. Um, you know, initially, some of the cases were being looked at, were they coming in with pneumonia or a bacterial infection? And as it, this is kind of unfolded and uh, looking at things, it is, they're finding um, a link to using vaping de devices in weeks or months leading up to their um, pulmonary or um, illness. Right, right. So much of the information that's being released so far about the severity of these illnesses, um, but I believe what I understood was that the majority of these cases did involve youth and most likely did involve those individuals, um, including some of their own um, substances that were put into the devices. However, I, it was clearly stated that a number of people, a smaller number, but had had never done anything to manipulate their device. It was just as they purchased mm -hmm. it with the 
regular stuff in it. And I say stuff because I can't really tell you all those things, regular stuff in it. And so it wasn't a case of where, well, it's the problem only lies in with the people who are adding their own um, other products to it. Did I understand that correctly? That's correct. And I think we're going to have more information as we start getting more reports and are able to review medical records and get case histories on, you know, the um, individuals and, and persons that are sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think many of us, well, I know I'm old enough in this room to just remember that there was a time um, when cigarettes were used and sold and were not considered the health hazard. We didn't really know the implications for many, many decades. And unfortunately, sometimes it does take that long for those things to come out to be proven. Um, So again, I've heard a little bit of talk recently with these headlines that we're kind of overreacting, making a bigger deal about it. But I would say we're not. (laughs) In fact, the medical profession is taking this quite seriously. Um, As an example, I had a doctor's appointment about a week ago that happened to be a follow-up. So I had been there one month before. And so you'd think you wouldn't have to go through all those questions again, right? That, you know, that your health history and all that kind of jazz in that just a few weeks time. But they said, well, we've added some new questions to our health history. So we need to go over this again. And those, there were several questions added, all specific to the use of e-cigarettes and the use of vaping. So already, um, you know, some medical professionals are responding by putting that on their health risk questionnaires. That's fascinating. And I think some people might actually argue, no, we've known about this and that it has been an issue. But I think truly what is causing kind of the uproar, the buzz, the what is going on is because of the youth situation. The fact that this is very specifically, it's very easy to tell that this is being directed specifically towards youth because we know about 95% of current smokers started before the age of 21. And you think about it too, when you're in high school, What population of people are you around? You're around 18-year-olds. I mean, they're on campus. You have that access to buy these products. And that's why a few years ago, we really saw the push coming um, for Tobacco 21 policies. And I am excited to say that Ohio is the 18th state to have passed a policy. Um, And I don't know if people have heard that, if it's gone under the wire. Um, I think it's gone under the wire. (laughs) Maybe you can tell us about that. (laughs) Right. And And I think it has because it was weirdly passed, in my opinion. I don't know a lot about laws. Maybe a little bit, um, but it was passed through the state budget. Who knew that could happen? Um, So Governor DeWine signed that and passed Tobacco 21 for Ohio through the state budget on July 18th. Um, So this is a law that applies to all tobacco products. So cigarettes, cigars, rolling paper, liquids, accessories for these devices involving smoking and vaping. And this law doesn't, I will add, doesn't take effect until mid-October, you know, 90 days after Um, The budget was signed because that's how that process is. Um, But that's, um, you know, the governor and Dr. Amy Acton, our director of health, kind of putting a stance saying, no, we won't support this. And we're changing um, that age. I guess I should say what tobacco 21 is. I didn't even think about (laughs) that. What does that mean? Um, So that just simply means raising the age to purchase any tobacco products from 18 to 21. The same thing we saw with alcohol. Um, 
So, and the reason behind that, um, you know, no one likes to be told what to do. They say, I fight for my country, I have these rights, so on and so forth. Um, but this, I think, is the government and health officials saying, no, this is a huge threat to the, um, to the health of our, you know, citizens and residents, especially to youth. And by changing that age to 21, it can hopefully dramatically reduce that access on school's campus and reduce the number um, of youth who do purchase, um, making it that higher age where you're maybe less likely to start versus being, um, you know, in school and younger. You know, I don't know if either of you know the answer to this question, but there was a time um, a number of years ago when vaping was becoming very popular in our own community that it was pretty easy for youth to get these devices on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, is that still possible now? Can we order these things? Yeah, I mean, anything is possible, especially with the interwebs out there. Um, I know the FDA has put a ton of pressure on Juul specifically, that one company we've mentioned. Um, so they've done certain things where making it harder to purchase online. They've also made it where you can't buy these flavored products that are specifically marketed to youth in stores and online. Um, and with that too, we're starting to see, it's really interesting to me seeing how other people respond. Like a while back, CVS just stopped selling tobacco and that was a huge win. That company made that decision. So we're seeing other companies like Walmart and Sam's Club in July, they themselves raised the age to 21. So they were saying as a company, we are gonna make it so we will only sell to those individuals 21 and older. And on top of that, they also stopped selling sweet flavored um, products. And then um, Walgreens also did this. They raised the age of 21. That started in September. And now Rite Aid is flat out not selling it. So it is, I think, trying to make it harder to get in the hands of youth. Um, but the online, I don't know how much they can control that. I think there's a lot of power with that. Um, so yeah, so they're trying at mm -hmm, least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. I don't know. I kind of get goosebumps, actually, <laughs> when you talk about like those large, very large retailers, like just stopping and doing it. Because for me, you know, a lot of people, I think, get a little... Um, riled up when the government, whether it's on a state level, local level or not, um, in, get involved and think that it becomes more of a political move. But when I think those retailers, I mean, that sort of takes away a little bit of the politics of it, I guess, for me. I don't know if I'm making sense when I say that, but it, I think it's just great. It's like we need to stand behind a nation. And, and unfortunately, a lot of us, and I feel for parents of young middle schoolers and teenagers right now, because it would be normal, I think, and natural to think, I don't want my kid to do this, but it's a lot better than cigarettes. So, you know, you, you pick your battles. But actually what we're suggesting is that it may not be that much better than cigarettes. It may not be exactly the same outcome as cigarettes, but the outcomes are quite detrimental. And when you have outcomes that are as significant as these, then there really is probably no safe amount of vaping, tobacco use, etc. Okay, we we have fifteen seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> just please educate yourself on this issue. Um, protect our youth. Protect everyone. Vaping is not safe. Mm -hmm. Flat out. And if you have any questions, feel free to call the health department. 
Thanks both to Carrie um, and to Crystal for being here today from the health department. We hope you have a great Wednesday. Go to Paw Paw Festival. Enjoy this fantastic weekend coming up. We'll be back next Wednesday for more of Make It Happen. Are you feeling lucky? While raising the bar in plumbing service, veteran-owned True Blue Plumbing is offering a free 50-gallon Ream hot water tank complete with free installation to one lucky winner every month. Just like and follow their Facebook page and True Blue will contact you if you're the winner of the month. If you have questions, call 740-590-5400 or email bill at truebluplumbing.com. That's blue without an E. With a lifetime of experience and a desire to be the best in the business, True Blue is committed to being true to you. Has someone in your life or an organization made strides to make your community more accessible? Or maybe you know someone who assists in the lives of those with disabilities. Recognize their hard work and commitment to improving the well-being of others by nominating them for the 2019 Athena Award. The Athena Award recognizes community members who support those with disabilities either by improving quality of life, advocating for issues, volunteering, program development, customer service, or entrepreneurship that makes a difference. For a nomination form, call the Mayor's Office at 740-592-3338 or visit the City of Athens website. Sponsored by the Athens City Commission on Disabilities. To eat well is to live well. So do lunch the right way today. Pick up the phone and order something from Fusion Noodle Company. Or order online at FusionNoodleAthens.com. From Asian favorites, entree, or wrap style to classic pasta dishes, Fusion Noodle Company will deliver it fresh and fast using local ingredients. Fusion Noodle Company, open every day, 11 to 11, 30 West Union, Uptown Athens. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The 21st Annual Paw Paw Festival is happening September 13th through the 15th at Lake Snowden in Albany. Enjoy the best Paw Paw competitions, a Paw Paw eating contest, a Paw Paw cook-off, and more. Great Paw Paw foods and many locally sourced foods from a variety of vendors. And tasty Paw Paw flavored beers from all over, along with the Brewers Roundtable on Saturday. A free shuttle from the Athens Community Center or Baker Center is available. Available to take you to a weekend of fun at the 21st Annual Paw Paw Festival at Lake Snowden in Albany. 
The John W. Clem Recovery House is hosting a breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. The Clem House is a recovery house that provides adult men a structured program and safe haven to assist them in their efforts to recover from drug and alcohol dependency. Doors open at 8.30 a.m. and the presentation will start at 9 a.m. at the Dairy Barn, 8000 Dairy Lane in Athens. Come support the John W. Clem Recovery House at their breakfast fundraiser on September 14th. This event is presented by Holzer, the 317 Board, Integrated Services, and Ohio Health. Good morning, good friends, on a wonderful Wednesday, but not so wonderful for the Twin Towers on this date several years ago. So I think Scott's going to have a special program according to that. But later, right now, we have Doris Day for you. Notice that we're coming to the crossroads Should we turn to left or right? Mother is rocking and waiting But it's such a lovely night Let's walk that away, not this way That way we can be alone Take fair throw and our chance to kiss away This way only leads to home Well, don't you think the valley road is shorter? We could save about a mile. And now and then the short road can be longer if you linger for a while. Well, let's walk that away, not this way. That way we can be alone. Take their throw and our chance to kiss away. This way only leads to home. Can't you see the night is just beginning and the moonlight weaves a spell? We can take the road among the daisies, you know daisies never tell. Let's walk that away, not this way, that way we can be alone. Take that throw at our chance to kiss away, this way only leads to home. A lot of tender words to whisper Little old words like I love you Everything you say is so convincing Guess that's what we ought to do Let's walk that away Not this way That way we can be alone Take that throw and our chance to kiss away This way only leads to home Leads to home <laughs> That's a funny song. Doris Day, Johnny Ray, and now Andy Williams shares the spotlight with us. I'm going your way to 
Whatever they 
Attention, Athens and Hawking County residents. 
need to get rid of old tires? Bring them to the Tire Recycling Drop-Off Event at the Athens County Fairgrounds between 9 and 1, Saturday, September 14th. Passenger and light truck tires with and without rim, large and semi-truck tires without rims, and agricultural tires are accepted with a fee, paid via cash or check only. All tires must be free of water, dirt, and mud, and there is a 10-tire limit per trip. No racing tires. Tires from repair shops or dealers will be accepted. Come early as space is limited. It's a Tire Recycling Drop-Off Event at the Athens County Fairgrounds, Saturday, September 14th. Weenie Wednesday. Hungry? Larry's Doghouse on West Union Street has corn dogs and regular sized hot dogs for just 99 cents each. Mmm, Larry's. Weenie Wednesday. Athens Messenger readers spoke and we listened. You want your paper with your morning coffee, not after the pot has been emptied. We've improved our delivery service and guarantee our paper will be available on the street and delivered to our readers by 8 a.m. Call 740-592-6612 and hit option 1 to get your subscription started today.
Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Buy the Reds Pick 6 Plan, presented by McDonald's, and receive an exclusive oversized Joey Votto bobblehead. You can pick any six games, including fireworks Fridays and bobblehead Saturdays, while saving up to 25%. Plus, you get six McDonald's Extra Value Meal vouchers. Be a part of the historic 150th anniversary season by purchasing the Reds Pick 6 Plan. Get yours today at reds.com slash 150. Weenie Wednesday. Hungry? Larry's Doghouse on 93. In Florida's capital, a workplace stabbing spree this morning. CBS's Peter King. Tallahassee police say they do have a suspect in custody, but they're not saying why he attacked several people at Dyke Industries, a building supply company. Tallahassee Memorial Healthcare says six people were brought there and are being evaluated. A lawyer for NFL star Antonio Brown promises a countersuit. CBS's Jerika Duncan says he's been sued by a 31-year-old woman alleging rape. Brown is not facing any criminal charges. This is a civil case against him for more than $75,000 in damages. His accuser, Brittany Taylor, says the two met in college at Bible study. In the lawsuit, she says she's severely traumatized and even contemplated... A Sacramento woman's hospitalized with mercury poisoning after using a skin cream she bought in Mexico. CBS's Vicki Barker. Officials say the poison was added to a name brand face cream after it was purchased, apparently because mercury has a reputation for helping to fade age spots. Problem is, it can also cause severe brain damage. Sacramento County Public Health Officer Olivia Casiri. Once it crosses into the brain, the medication we have cannot pull it out. And the 47-year-old victim? No word on her prognosis. Bloomberg reports federal investigators have been interviewing small businesses that sell products on Amazon. Our business analyst, Jill Schlesinger. A lot of sellers get 90% or more of their sales from Amazon, and that essentially makes them vulnerable to any of the company's demands, including uh, a way for the company to kind of squeeze more out of these retailers. Wall Street right now, the Dow is up 67 points. The Nasdaq is ahead 47 points. This is CBS News. Hard-hitting investigations, in-depth interviews, and profiles of people in the news. 60 Minutes is America's number one news program. Sundays on CBS. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up two five-and-a-quarter-ounce bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Clean and lubricate your fuel system while increasing miles per gallon with two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The school district in Anchorage, Alaska is looking into an official decision that disqualified a high school swimmer who showed too much. The girl's victory in the 100-meter freestyle was overturned after the referee said she could see butt cheek touching butt cheek, an official uniform violation. Local youth coach Lauren Langford calls the decision sexist and racist. It's never been about the skin that you're in in any sport. It's always been about what you can will yourself and what you can work for to achieve. Her own coach says the swimmer can't help the way the swimsuit fit her curvier body. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The head of the prison system in Texas admits officials have violated terms of a settlement over oppressive heat behind bars. A deal was struck last year to fix air conditioning issues. Prison inmates complaining they felt like they were roasting. A judge could issue sanctions. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then go to Babbel.com, download the app, and try it for free. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just go to Babbel.com and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com and try it for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And a good Wednesday morning and welcome back to Sentimental Journey on 97 W-A-T-H. With this being the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, the nation will be marking that anniversary of those attacks, carrying out what have become annual traditions at the sites of the attacks in which nearly 3,000 people were killed. President Trump will hold a moment of silence at the White House and also join in an observance at the Pentagon the second attack site. Vice President Mike Pence will speak near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where the final plane went down in a field. President George W. Bush, who was president at the time of the attacks, will take part in an afternoon wreath laying at the Pentagon. In New York, the annual reading of all the names of those who died will begin and has begun uh, this morning at 8.39 at the 9-11 Memorial with attendance open only to victims' families. There will be six moments of silence during the ceremony, two for the moment the plane struck each tower over the World Trade Center, two for the times each tower fell, one for the moment the Pentagon was hit, and another for the moment United Flight 93 crashed in Pennsylvania. We at 970 WATH also remember that day as we prepared and are going to present a tribute to 9-11 here, uh, narrated by Tom Brokaw, and also uh, beautiful music in here from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. So join us in remembering 9-11 as our nation. The motto says, we shall never forget.
I'm Tom Brokaw. It's been years since 9-11, and yet we continue to tell the stories of the children, parents, and families, airline passengers, and air traffic controllers, the firemen, and other first responders, for they inspire and give us hope. But how do we tell the story of the rest of America, those who watched the images and heard the accounts and were forever changed? As they went through their own experiences with loved ones in war zones and struggled with economic uncertainty at home, they never gave up. The story of America cannot be told in words and images alone. Join the Mormon Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra at Temple Square in a remembrance of 9-11, of a nation rising above.
Over the years, thousands of Americans have traveled to Ground Zero. For most, the experience is deeply moving, spiritual, like a visit to Gettysburg or Arlington National Cemetery. It is a sobering and humbling experience to reflect on the terrible loss of life and the irrational violence that caused it. But the memories of fearless bravery by ordinary fellow citizens fill us with awe and pride. To so many visitors, it is a life-changing experience. In that sacred place, they examine their own destiny and renew a commitment to what the hymn describes as the beauty of the earth and the joy of human life. We saw an explosion. The, the towers were not too far off in the distance. And we came to understand that was the second plane hitting the South Tower at the time. It was then that I realized something was very wrong. And I turned to the driver, I said, take me home. My time with my family is what I hold most treasured. I didn't think it would be possible or that it would require an event like 9-11 to make me feel any more connected to my wife and my children. But I worked to be with my family. Uh, I work to have more time with them. The one thing that I have that I can hold on to the most is my family, my faith, and my friends. My sister was taking her children to a school on the East Coast in Rhode Island, and she talked Mom into a little vacation. They're going to go to Rhode Island and New York and visit some sites, and Mom was excited about it. I remember her calling me the night before she came home. I said, how's it going? She, she says, oh, it's just wonderful, but I have to fly home. And I said, you'll be fine. And um, so... She took off that next morning from, from Boston and uh, never heard from her again. The main thing from my mother is her optimism and her love of life and her love and appreciation of the people around her. To give the benefit of the doubt to people around her and to see the good in them. And uh, to not shy away from interaction as I'm prone to do sometimes. Maybe I could be a little bit more like my mother and reach out to people. We were always a really close family growing up. My brothers and I and my parents, they made sure that we worked together and we played together. And Brady was actually going to fly home that weekend and we were going to have a big family get together. 
having lost my brother in 9-11, I committed to make sure that my family was really close. So now as I raise my family, um, we want to make sure that we have fun together and we build those memories and that my kids are close to each other. Among the most poignant stories are those of the children trying to understand the sudden violent loss of family members and the terrifying images of destruction reminds us all of the lost innocence of that day and the days to come. We have learned again that nothing can extinguish the influence of a human life, particularly as it is felt in the heart of a child. That, too, is part of the legacy of 9-11. Billy Joel reminds us all that the lullabies that we sing to children those tender songs that shape their lives and the love they express can never die. Someday your child may cry and if you sing this lullaby then in your heart there will be a I remember we kept calling up uh, uh, behind us to see what floor people were coming from, and we never heard anybody from the 92nd floor and up. But then I heard the second tower uh, come down, the first one that was hit, and that's when I slumped in my chair, realizing that I was, that was there just a little while ago. My priorities had almost changed in an instant, where I was worried about making the money and commuting and and getting the finer things in life, so to speak, and then uh, realizing that I almost didn't come home uh, at that point and, and thinking of my family and, and my wife and kids.
The memory of rescuers, civilians, as well as first responders, the raw courage of the flight back passengers on United Flight 93, those are the images that endure. We wonder, would I be as brave? Their sacrifice was a personal choice to put others before their own well-being. People of every religious persuasion recognize that this is grace, the willingness to give what has not been earned and may not be deserved. It is certainly the highest virtue and the deepest expression of love for others. Perhaps this is why amazing grace has become our salute to those who sacrifice themselves for others. John Newton, first a slave trader, then a rescuer of slaves, described this grace as amazing. And so it is.
Irving Berlin's original God Bless America included the words, make her victorious on land and foam. But victory is not on the battlefield alone. There is also the victory of the heart and faith and compassion. God Bless America became the unofficial anthem of 9-11 because so many found comfort and guidance in its soaring stanzas. It bound together a nation in need of a common voice. Today, with arms outstretched to one another and hands willing to serve, America has come together once again. May it ever be so. We were literally looking up at it, frozen as it came down, and then turn around and run and just kind of sprint to get away from it. And looking back over your shoulder, there's this wall of black smoke, and, and that's when, you know, it all got dark. So, you know, I've got, I've got three, soon to be four children, and they've all been born after September 11th. So in the last 10 years, all my children have been born. They're going to learn about September 11th in their history books and in their history classes in school as they grow up. Um, what I hope for them, and f not just my children, but for their generation, is that they can never forget how precious um, this country is and the, and the principles of freedom that we enjoy here. Oh.
This concludes our tribute to 9-11, the commemoration of that terrible day, terrible tragic day in three different locations, the Twin Towers, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and the Pentagon. We at 970 WATH remember, and we as a nation shall never forget. Thank you for joining in and commemorating this program with us and sharing in thoughts and prayer of the lives lost, the innocent lives murdered, and families it has impacted and continues to impact. Once again, we shall never forget. We return you to regular programming now on Sentimental Journey on 970 WATH.
Since you're gone, it happened. 